Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. Thank you for for sitting down. I know you're super busy. You were in town, then you were out of town, and then you came back back in, back in town. Back in. But but you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready ready uh, to drop some gems. So I appreciate that. Let's do it. <laughs> so what's your story? Give, give give us the 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 short version. Who 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 <laughs> is and what what is and why is Doctor Joe Johnson? Yeah, the short the short story is. I tell people all the time that I am a individual that has traditional academic knowledge. I have common sense and I have street knowledge. So don't play no games with me. Right. Cause that's a bad combination. Right. <laughs> so I'm resilient. I've overcome a lot. I come from five, three, two Oh six, where they say is the highest incarceration rates for black men in America. But what they don't talk about is the good people that are in those areas, right? I've had many experiences, good and bad, that I share with people. But overall, I'm a purposeful and intentional individual. Got it. So what got you into speaking? Like, I've I've met you before, before we sat down here, and I've been able to kind of watch you in action. Where did that come from? Because people generally hate speaking <laughs> like in in general it's not something that people tend to gravitate towards it's like the number one fear isn't it or something it is like next to death or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> is way up there <laughs> <laughs> well very very simple like when I, when people ask me this this question like why speaking how do i get into speaking i i play sports specifically football and basketball high school my first year in college i played football and basketball then i stuck to football did pretty well, had an opportunity to work out for some NFL teams. That didn't work. But I was always used to a crowd and an audience. And when I started working, I worked in K-12, I worked in higher education, I worked in corporate America, and I would sit in my office like, yo, this can't be life, right? <laughs> this can't be it. And so many people in the world have those thoughts and feelings like, man, I hate, I hate going to work. I hate doing this, right? They say about 52% of Americans are unhappy at, unhappy at work. 71% are disengaged. Another 50-something percent are actively looking for a new job while at work. And I needed to find a career that gave me the same high as sports, and it was speaking. Practice, audience, game time, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Now, 
you you kind of glossed over it, but it wasn't that simple, right? <laughs> I mean, you didn't just say, "Oh, I hate this. I'm 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 done." It had to be a little bit more to it than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- it's definitely more. Okay, so so for example, I knew. I'll say it like this: Do you remember Papa Dot who battled Eminem in Eight Mile, the movie? No. Okay, so. <laughs> So uh, his his real name is Mackie. His last name is Mackie. But he was on, like, the Avengers and all of that, right? He's an actor. Okay. Right? His brother, Dr. Calvin Mackie, came to speak when I was in graduate school. I walk into the auditorium. It was, like, four people in there. And I'm like, oh, he must be garbage, so I'm getting up out of here. So I was getting ready to walk out. And I was like, you know what? Just sit there and listen. So I stayed there. And Dr. Calvin Mackie said... Nowadays, we need to have the ability to learn something, unlearn it, and relearn something else, mm. right? And in that moment, I said, "I like, I, I like, I like what he's doing up there," and I, and I think I could do that. And I started to just slowly speak. I spoke for free for four to five years, mm. right? Wow. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a pause right there because. It's somebody that's listening to this right now. Yeah. They hate their job. And they just heard you say you spoke for free for four to five years. Yeah. And then they, they probably turned it off. But if they didn't, you got to st- stay there a little bit. Okay. Okay. So why the four to five years? Yeah. Why for free? Yeah. And why is that important for people, for us to pause there? Let me say it like this, because a lot of, a lot of us, we want, we want quick turnaround, right? We want immediate success we want now 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 and when it comes to operating in your purpose what people forget is you also have to nurture your purpose right and I was just probably a couple months ago I was just listening to the one of the first talks I ever did at my grandfather's church here in Milwaukee at Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church Pastor Donnie Sims rest in peace to my grandfather but I was like, oh, my God, I was trash, (laughs) trash, right? But there was this feeling that I was doing the right thing, Mm. right? Purpose to me is is a soul feeling. You're going to feel it in your soul, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so I stuck to it because it takes a long time to figure out who you are as a speaker, your Mm. style, right? Because what you see is people try to mimic other speakers and you can't be great unless you are who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's why it took so long. I was nurturing my purpose, figuring out my flow, figuring out what I wanted to talk about, figuring out who I was as a speaker. Mm -hmm. And then it was time to start to get paid. (laughs) Okay. So, so another note that you, you, you kind of casually mentioned undergrad, grad, the beginning, I addressed you as Doctor yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Johnson, and and, and 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 it's easy sometimes for us to forget, right? And to and to really just give people flowers because that title came with work. Oh, title yeah. came with with sleepless nights and oh, yeah. all the work. And so um, I try to be intentional about addressing people properly. So talk about that a little bit, right? You, you you're speaking for, for for free for four to five years. Are you? In school at the same time as you're working at this place and speaking free, so you're doing all the things? Yep, doing it all. So traumatizing experience. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So when I was in graduate school, I was doing a lot of community work, right, working with a lot of young people. And I would speak to a lot of the community organizations, going to the schools, all of that, right? I would speak to the undergraduate students. And so those were a lot of 
opportunities that I was practicing what I knew I wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's interesting, you know, you talked about undergrad, graduate, and yes, I have a a, a real PhD, not a fake one, because <laughs> um, people do act anyways. I ain't gonna get on nobody, but what a lot of people don't know is when I was doing my master's, the faculty members kept saying, "Hey, apply for the PhD, apply for the PhD." And I'm like, yo, I, I wasn't the greatest student. I graduated high school with a with a, a 1.6. 1. 1. Yeah, right? I was reading that, yeah. I had a 2.4 coming out of undergrad. So when yeah. I got into my master's program on a probationary status, I was like, yo, let me get through this. You know, like, I, I don't know if I could do this yet. And so <laughs> they kept saying, hey, apply for the doctorate program. We think you'll be good. Because one, when you're one of the only black males in the counseling world, they're like, we need more of you. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me to apply for the PhD. I applied. I interviewed. They denied me. Why ask me to apply? Then you denied me. Mm-hmm. That's when I said, oh, you don't know who you're messing with. Because mm-hmm. that told me that they think I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was, when you know the game that you're playing in, I always tell people, you can't do anything that you want to do. That's not real. You could do anything you want to do if you understand the game that you're playing in. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was, I applied for a second master's, but I took classes that were going to be in that PhD program. Mm-hmm. Aced all of those things. They wanted me to reapply. I said, no, I ended up getting in, in one of the top three schools in the nation going to the University of Florida. Wow. For my PhD. Wow. Yeah. And are you still working this, this job or had you made that transition yet? So I was, I was doing school, I was working, and I was building my, my resume as a speaker. I was doing it all, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So there was no, I did this and then I did this. I was doing it simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you finish your PhD, mm-hmm. and at this point, are you are you speaking now, or does it take you time more time after the four to five free years? Yeah. So I, I started speaking in like uh, 06, okay. 06, 07. Uh-huh. I got serious 2011, 2012, and. At that time, I was working full-time and doing my Ph.D. full-time. Wow. Right? And, yes, I started getting paid. So I would leave, go speak, take a day off of work, right? Uh-huh. Go speak, uh-huh. go get that bag, come back. Yeah. And I just it's building more and more and more. And then it was 2014, 15, where I said, you know what? I'm going to speak full-time. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I, I quit. I was finishing up my Ph.D. And, uh, I mean, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. So, you know, for me, it's a, it's a rough journey. There's ups and downs, sideways, backwards, flipping, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I'm blessed. But that's – that's. T- I talk with a lot of entrepreneurs and business people. It's a similar journey. Yeah. I was sharing with my wife the other day. I was like, being an entrepreneur is like going on the, the Screaming Eagle at Six Flags. <laughs> it's like you know it's going to be scary. Right, right, That's right. why you're doing it. <laughs> you get on, you wait in line for that two – however many hours. You get on, and then it's like it's like it's cool, you know. It's it's it's, it's screaming eagle, and then you start going up slowly. And you're like, oh, I'm I'm cool, and then it drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, yep. and then you level out, and then you go around some yep. quarters, and and it's just this up and down. And, and and I think it's it's important to 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 say that that is the life of, of entrepreneurship. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a grind. It's hard. It's stressful. Very. But at the end of the day, if you're built for it. You'll be, you'll you live for it. Oh yeah, and you oh, yeah. wouldn't you can't imagine it any other way. I think you know Jim Carrey. I was listening to Jim Carrey, um, the actor. You know, everybody knows him, Ace Ventura, In Living Color, all of that. And I was just listening to a short clip of him, and he he put a lot of things in perspective about what we're talking about because he said his father 
when he was younger, could have been a pretty good comedian. But he couldn't see that for himself. So what did he do? He took the safe route. He got a job, nine to five. Next thing you know, they fired him. And Jim Carrey said, imagine if he would have put all of that hard work that he put in for that job that he really didn't want to do into what he wanted to do. And some people are scared to do that, and they get mad at everybody else where they really should be mad at themselves. And I'm not saying it's their fault because society creates this understanding that you should be a worker for others. And there's nothing wrong with working for others, but when you have a burning desire to do something for yourself and you don't do it, there's a lot of regret and resentment that comes later on in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm curious to hear your uh, Crossroads moment, but I remember when I first started out in this podcast thing, I would take my lunch break from my day job and I had a mobile recorder and I would do my podcast interviews in my car over lunch. <laughs> like it, it was it was that deep where it was like, OK, I'm going to do whatever it is I need yeah. to do to to make this thing happen. But, but I came to a crossroads where I was working full time. I'm doing my side gig yep. full time yep. and my body just gave out. And I was like, I got to make a choice. Either I'm going to keep doing it this way. And not be here <laughs> to see my kids grow up, yeah. or I need to quit and do 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 something else. What mm-hmm. What was your crossroads experience? Very easy. You ready? <laughs> so I want to say twenty thirteen, fourteen, maybe around that time. I remember because remember I was I was doing my PhD full time. I was doing working full time, right, and speaking. Right. Building that. And it was growing. Mm -hmm. And I did my taxes for my full time job. I did my taxes for speaking. I made more speaking than I did working full time. And it was like 20 hours total Mm. for speaking versus all of 40 something hours a week I was putting in. I said, this don't this ain't adding (laughs) up. This math ain't math. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it made sense to me. Yeah. Like. Do what you know in your soul, in your heart, right? And that's what I did. I continued it, right? It was scary. And let me tell you this. This is very important. As soon as I left my full-time job, there was an opportunity to go be a vendor at this big major conference. I'm not even going to say the conference, right? I don't want to out nobody. And I was excited. I'm like, ooh, yeah. But it was like I had to pay to get there. I had to rent a car. I had to send all my products there, right? It was it was like 2500 to be a vendor. So I'm already, when I get there, I'm, I'm going to say about six 7000 in, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you stand for a whole week somewhere, rental car, hotel, all of that, right? And I went there excited, like, ooh, I, I'm, I'm, ooh I'm geeked, right? I get there, the whole conference, I sold a total of about $75 in products. Wow. And in that moment was another crossroad that said, do you want this? Mm-hmm. Right. And what I what I learned. Right. Because remember, there's no win or losing. Right. We win or we learn. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I learned is I was never going to be a vendor unless I was speaking somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And from then on. I've never been a vendor anywhere unless I was speaking. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, I think that there's there's a lot to 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 be said about learning yeah adjustment 
I was sharing with somebody the other day, my basketball guy. He was like, well, you know, I want to serve this this particular community, but, you know, I, I'm not sure if I if I could, you know, to make enough money. Yeah. And, and I was sharing with him. I was like, look, in basketball, once you establish your pivot foot, you can do whatever you want that, with that other foot. Right, you can pivot right. back and forth. And also, I was like, look, you can you can do what you need to do for your business to be successful and pivot and do. And so I always tell people, understanding how to, to learn and listen to the market and make adjustments accordingly is yeah. super important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because usually it's usually it's 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 minor shifts that create major impact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, what we do is we get extremely comfortable with doing it a certain way, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that way works. But then if you take the risk to do it a different way, it, you might realize that it works even better. Mm-hmm. Or I can do this and do it this way and do it that way, right? But sometimes people are just like, mm-hmm. you know, and there's times to be like this. Yeah. But like you said, that pivoting, right? If you do, if, if you listen and you understand basketball, mm-hmm. you can go all the way around, mm-hmm. right, with mm-hmm. that established pivot foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, cool, man. You, you like trivia? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I warned you before we hit record that, these questions are completely random. Let me put my shades on while we play trivia. Okay. Because you, you might need them. Because you my stunner shades. <laughs> when, I say, when I say random, I mean these questions are completely random. Uh, all right, let's 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 hear it. Let's all hear right, it. Let's let's do a little bit of trivia. Hey, 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 hey. All right, I'm going to give you five categories: okay. arts, science, entertainment. History, general. Which one would you like? Art. <laughs> Art. Art? All right, let's see. Okay, who wrote the thriller The Born Identity? Who, who wrote Who wrote the movie? The or the thriller book? The Born Identity. Uh I have no clue, but I know the movie. Okay, well let's let's give it a guess. Uh, because I very much would love to buzz you. Okay, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it is Robert Ludlow. Okay. He get hold up. I'm getting double buzzed. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Ludlow. All right, let's do one more. Entertainment, arts, science. Or general entertainment. Entertainment. Let's do it. I'm getting this one. It's a challenge. I can't go off off goose egg. What is the name of the house in the 1963 movie The Haunting? What? <laughs> What's the name of it? The house. What is the name of the house in the 1963 movie The Haunting? I have no idea. I was about to say. Amityville, but that's a whole nother town. <laughs> I'm just getting buzzed left and right. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. One more, one more. Let's do this is general. What okay. were Frosty's last word words in the carol? What were Frosty's last words in the carol? Merry Christmas. <laughs> what was it? I'll be back again someday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> These shades ain't helped me at all. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Oh, I got one for you. I got a, um, a, 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 a specific one. Okay. 
So who is the number one motivational speaker? Right now. Les Brown, Eric Thomas. This is based on popularity. Okay. Les Brown, Eric Thomas, Dave Ramsey, Tony Robbins, Susie Orman. If it's based on popularity, I say Les Brown because he's been around the longest, but Tony Robbins is a beast. But E.T. got the social media platform all over. So, I don't know, bro. I'm going to give all, all three of them get love. <laughs> Who you got? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Never mind. Dave, Dave Ramsey. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you. You're going to keep buzzing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, but I'm going to tell you my theory on why Dave Ramsey, he's heavy in the Christian community, and they're going to follow you know, but I think a lot. Some of what he teaches is 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 depending on what you're trying to do with your life. Yeah. Some of what Dave Ramsey teaches is fear based. To me, you would almost think that I planned this because that's a perfect segue to. I, I want to talk about thought leadership mm-hmm. and how that impacts your business. Yeah, because yeah. you're in a in a space where there's a lot of regurgitators. There's yeah. a lot of people yeah. who who hear something and then they make it their own and, and regurgitate it. So talk a little bit about thought leadership and how you've incorporated that into into your, your business and what well, you do. Well the first thing I want to ask you, when you hear thought leadership, what do you how do you define it? When I think of thought leadership, I think that as the word suggests, you're leading thought. Okay. It is not necessarily the status quo. Okay. Not necessarily what everybody else would say. Yeah. Um, I agree with you in terms of Dave Ramsey, which was is why it's like a perfect segue. Yeah. Uh, because it depends on what your philosophy yep, is yep. and what you are trying to do. Right. Whether or not you would want to to listen to Dave Ramsey or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> thought leadership. How, yeah. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How does that work in in the world of 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 Dr. Joe Johnson? Well, for me, so I come from the academic space, right? And, you know, you're, you're reading uh, different research and you're learning how people come up with some of these theories that they say apply to the masses. However, the research was only done to a certain population of people. And sometimes they don't even look like me and you. Right. And so it's it's first you have to understand how people create certain information to me from an academic lens. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think research is very important. All of us research. All right. We're always researching. If, if there's a time where you saw somebody that looked good to you when you were younger and you're like, who was that? Or even now, what do you do? You research. You go, mm-hmm. you look them up on social media, you LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Do you know such and such? That's research. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say my mind has been developed first from the academic lens. That's how I see, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I started to listen more and more to just people, when you say thought leaders, as we say, you would hear some people saying the same thing, mm-hmm. right? But what I will also add, what I will also add, though, is some information needs to be said over and over and over and over again. Now, to your question, what I believe is that you have to have a lane, pick your lane as a thought leader, whatever your message is going to be, whatever you're talking about, Mm -hmm. and you need to do a deep dive and understand that to the fullest and be able to 
share it in a way that it's unique to you, but it it, it, it hits people's ears like this, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the th first things that I did when I wrote my book, I said, what is it that's going to spark some just some thinking of people? And I, I titled my book, Pursue Your Purpose, Not Your Dreams. And that's always a conversation starter. So for me, thought leadership is extremely important, but it can also be watered down depending on, right, who you're listening to. So unpack that. Unpack that. So you state, state the name of your book again? Pursue Your Purpose, Not Your Dreams. Pursue Your Purpose, Not Your Dreams. Unpack that. Okay. So... Everybody that's listening to us, watching us right now, I'm pretty sure at some, po some point in their lives, they've heard, dream big, follow your dreams. Have you heard that before? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we've, all, we've all heard that. And that, that was always interesting to me because then I would hear people say, and I said it earlier, you can be anything you want. You can do anything you want, right? And then I would hear people say, look, Obama's the president. You can be, I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like. I, I felt confident about myself before yeah. seeing him, right? And and that's not a knock to anybody who sees somebody like uh, President Barack Obama and they have a shift of what they can do in their life. That's not a knock to them. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was raised like with that confidence, right? So pursue your purpose, not your dreams for me is it was too too many times we talk about dream, 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 dream big, follow your dreams. But I noticed people were upset at their lives and their careers. So what it told me was there were a lot of people dreaming big, mm -hmm. but then they get to this destination and they're like, yo, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And purpose is different. So if you look at the fundamental definition of dreams and purpose, they're two different things. Dreams mm -hmm. are thoughts or ideas that may or may not come true. That's mm -hmm. the fundamental definition. Mm -hmm. Purpose is the reason for which something or someone exists. Mm -hmm. If you just look at the fundamental defi definition alone, and if you have any type of spirituality to you, there's a, there's a spiritual piece to the reason for which something or someone exists. Mm. It's here. You don't find your purpose. You don't discover it. Yeah. You unleash it. Yeah. It's already here. Yeah. But then what happens is you get introduced. Once, once you tap into that initial layer of your purpose, then you get introduced to the other levels of your purpose. We gotta spend some more time there, because right. right. that's that's that that is the essence of of peak transformation, right? Okay. Is is when you when you not only know, but when you embrace, yeah, and, and you you've done your work uh, on the personal mastery side, right? Yeah. So you yeah. know who you are, you know who you are not. Yep. Makes it really easy to say yes, yep. really easy to say Absolutely. no, and it just skyrockets your uh, ascension. So so. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about personal mastery and how that impacts peak, peak transformation. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a word floating around right now that we've been hearing lately, mental health, right? Everybody's using this word mental health, right? And what's going to be important for people to understand, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about as a child, I thought as a child, you know, as a man, blah, 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 blah. You know the scripture, mm -hmm. right? Probably childish things, yep. Exactly. And what's interesting is if you go back as an adult and read some of those same scriptures, you don't interpret them the same way, mm. right? I don't see certain things that I've read throughout my life, i.e. the Bible, the same way I did as a child. Therefore, I don't operate the way that I used to, right, in terms of the context of the word, mm -hmm. right? And so what happens is... People see themselves 
a certain way because oftentimes we've been programmed to move a certain way by our parents, our guardians, our neighborhood, our teachers, our coaches, our friends, whoever, whatever environment we're in, we're programmed to operate a certain way. For an example, I grew up 5 through 206. What did I always tell people? I was in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that I do and how I move because I was in survival mode here, mm-hmm. right? And once I grew up, what I did, I was using those same navigation skills from survival mode in this new world as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was no longer in survival mode, so it wasn't hitting the same way. It wasn't working, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so what I had to do is do some internal work, some internal healing, mm-hmm. and unpack years of programming, mm-hmm. years of traumatic experiences, years of things that people said to me, things I've said to myself. I had to unpack all that, release that, because what a lot of people do is say, well, you got to forgive and forgive yourself. But people forgive, but they don't release. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's still here, and it's going to manifest in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized I was no longer in survival mode and I did that internal work, then it was easier for me to operate in my purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and to me, self-awareness is a huge part of that. Absolutely. Right? Because unless you know, right? And, and, and I always tell people, negativity isn't always isn't always bad. Oftentimes, it, it's what you need. Yeah. Even even the haters, right? That they, they, they There's some truth to what they say sometimes. <laughs> and I always say, well, take, take all that nev- negativity, put it on the table, extract the stuff that you don't need yeah. and leave what you do need yeah, to, yeah. to your point, to heal, to process, yeah. to embrace it, to say, you know what, was any part of that me? Right. Is, is there truth to this? Yeah. And then deal with it. Like you said, because un- until you do, it'll absolutely keep you from making the, the, the right business decisions. Oh yeah. It'll absolutely keep you from making, building the right relationships if you don't deal with those, those yep. things. So, yep. and, and, and let me say this too, because you know, for some of my clients that I've worked with, what I would notice over the years, and first let me speak to to my the women clients that I've had. What I noticed about women, and I always share, I'm not a woman. I don't I've, I don't have the experience of a woman, but women are beautiful humans, right? And what I noticed about them is the clients that I had, either what they did in their lives is when they had children, they put all of their focus on their children, right? If they had a partner, got married or whatever, it was all in on their partner. If they were in career, some some of them gave their all to whatever it is that were what they were doing mm-hmm. in terms of that career. But what I noticed with those clients that I had, those women, a lot of them was doing all that, which sounds great, but what they forgot about was themselves, mm-hmm. right? And so many of us, we forget about what it is we want and we borrow the goals and the wants of other people and we forget about our needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when it, co- when it comes to all of this work that we're talking about, it's important for you to be selfish with your healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Too many of us, we think selfish is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. Sometimes you need to isolate. You need to remove. Because what some people say is they say they, they say things like, oh, I can't, I can't move there. It's too cold. It's too far. I don't know anybody there. I can't go over there. I can't. And the reason they do that is because they don't have an, a clear understanding yet that sometimes 
Your ability to unleash your purpose or go to the next level of your purpose is in a different geographical location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're surrounded by the energy of all of the bad stuff that you've been through mm -hmm. or all of the negative people that are around you. Or you just don't have the energy of people wanting to do great things. Mm -hmm. So what you think is going to happen? It's going to bleed right into you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as I think about what we're talking about right now, it's important for everybody to understand that you come first before anybody else. Absolutely. It, so look, so let's wrap this and, and tie it in a bow, right? We talked about your story. We talked about perseverance. We talked about ups and downs yeah. and the all the rounds. We talked about thought leadership. We talked about self-awareness, personal mastery. What in the world does all that have to do with business? Huh. How is that related? To what? <laughs> put, put it like this. Let's speak to an uh, organization or a company right now, right? So I've been, I've been blessed to you know, do work with places like uh, FedEx, uh, Rock, uh, Rockwell Automo uh, Automation, you know, big company, National Guard, big time universities. So I've been a lot of different places. And so what happens is these organizations are trying to figure out how do we do better? How do we be better? How do we all of this? You have to make sure that the individual is nurtured so that they can be great at who they are, not the job they do. The individual has to be great about, has to be great on who they are first mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before they can be great about what they do. Mm -hmm. And if they bring an energy of lack, an energy of anxiety, an energy of, of, of not used to winning mm -hmm. to your environment, your company, your organization, yeah. that's the energy that you're going to get and you're going to see it in your bottom line in the company. Mm -hmm. Right. And some people don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah. And, and right now we're living in an age where a lot of a lot of companies and organizations, it's almost like, oh, you can't do it. You can go. Oh, you can't do it. You can go. And they didn't give them 20, 25, 30, 40 years mm -hmm. and they'll just treat you like you're nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you do want your organization to thrive, you have to put work in on your individuals in your company. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we're, we're seeing the result of years of that. Because now employees are like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm they're they're more and more putting themselves first. Like like we talked yep, about, they're saying, yep. look, my mental health is more important to me yeah. than this job, and yeah. they're quitting, and yeah. they're not they're not settling for being treated less oh, than yeah. more and more. Um, there, there's still some of that out there. Yeah. But but it's 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 encouraging to see because corporations for too long have had the upper hand, quite frankly, yeah. and have treated people with not regarding them as humans. And we're in the age of you are dealing with humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so treat them as such. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, the companies and organizations who treat their employees well, right, they nurture them. They feel loved. They, they, they feel appreciated, right? I mean, people quit oftentimes because they're doing a great job. Like you have, let me tell you this. You, people can be very productive at their jobs or careers. They can make a lot of money and at the same time be unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. When you have that individual in your workplace, you will not get the best of them. Therefore, your company won't be the best that it should be. Now, let me ask you this. Because there's some people who are operating at some level of purpose, at some level of success. How do you know when you're not maximized? In terms of purpose? or yeah. just Yeah. yeah. So, so, so this is what I share with people, okay? Because remember what I said earlier. 
purpose, you're going to feel it here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you start having a little less energy, right? When you start overeating or over drinking or overworking out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you start just doing the things that you're like, man, sometimes people notice it before you notice it, mm-hmm. right? And they say, hey, you, you all right? Yeah. Right? It's a feeling. Your body's going to speak yeah. to you. Your soul yeah. is going to speak to you. That's mm-hmm. how you know you're not maximizing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's as simple as cut the light switch off. Remember video games back in the day? You, you had to unplug it. And blow right? It. right? Blow, blow, yeah. blow the cartridge. And, 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 and you ain't blowing it right now unless you make the whistle. <laughs> you got to make the noise. Yeah, you got to make the noise, right? <laughs> but sometimes it's as simple as I just need a reset. Yeah. I need to take a weekend to myself. Yeah. Get back to center. Realign. And I'm back. But sometimes it's, I'm done with this job. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm done with my old self. Yeah. Right? We, so, you know, suicide is very scary when you hear that word suicide. Mm-hmm. But some of us need to kill off our old selves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck right where you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. We live in a world where now you have the ability to do anything that you want. You ready? Mm-hmm. If you understand the game that you're playing in, and the first game you need to understand is self in this game called life. On that note, if people want to reach out to you, <laughs> learn more about what you do, who you are, why you are, and get your book, yeah, how can they do that? Absolutely. Just go to workwithdrjoe.com. Very simple. Go to workwithdrjoe.com. I'm always on social media, especially Instagram, at Joe Johnson Speaks. But I, I just want to say this before we close out. I think we're getting ready to close. I, I just want to say... For those of you who've been struggling with your life and career, you haven't made the type of money that you want to make. You don't have the type of relationships that you want to have. You feel like work is just overbearing and you're burnt out. For those of you who feel like you're in that space, for those of you who feel stuck, for those of you who feel like you can't figure it out, for those of you who you're just thinking to yourself, I did all of this work and this is where I am. My master class that I do every single month is for you. It's a totally free masterclass, right? And it's all about helping individuals move to that next level, move from where they are to where they want to be. And it's possible, but you as the individual, have you have to choose to do it, seek out who can help you get there because we can't do it on our own. We're a very individualistic society, and when you understand that you don't have all the answers... What Sway say? You don't have the answers, Sway or Kanye. <laughs> you don't have the answers, Sway, right? <laughs> we don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. right, that we need. So you got to go get them from the people who's able to help guide you. So make sure you go to workwithdrjoe.com. I love my own success, but what I love even more is helping other people succeed. That's part of my overall purpose. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate you. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.